everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 17 and 18 of Replay 1988. Yeah, and I guess that's the final. I guess we never have to watch the show again. It was so jarring that just two-thirds of the way through episode 17... We're not even in the 80s anymore. We're not even... That was a big time jump that we went through that I was not expecting. And it was very, very... I don't know how to feel about it in that I don't mind... Obviously, I love a time jump, you know? Like, let's pass some time. Let's put everyone in kind of a different position because things are going to be what they're going to be for a while. I enjoy that. I enjoy... um I enjoy, like, getting to the 90s because, I don't know, that's fun, too. I'm, I think what got to me was it felt so sudden. I didn't feel prepared for the time jump. I didn't see it coming as soon as it came. Or, like, I wish there had been a little bit more buildup. I don't know. I don't know how you build that up, right? Like, I don't know how you tell the audience without telling them that we're about to jump forward. What was it, like, five six years? years? Yeah, maybe five six. Years. Like, I don't know how to to lead into that a little bit easier. Or maybe they were, and I just wasn't reading the cues very well. But it made me sad, because I... It was always going to be kind of hard to see them, you know, move on with their lives in so many ways. That was always going to be a little bit rough. Like, I felt like the moms, right? Where the moms were like, we just miss having our kids around. Except at least they got to be there for, like, the years that I just felt like I blinked and all of a sudden it was, like, a different show. Like, we were watching Reply 1996 or something, right? Yeah. Okay. I feel so validated in you saying all that because I almost felt like I was getting too in my head about this. Where I watched the episodes a day apart, and after episode 17, I spent the day feeling so weird and, yeah, sad. Very, like, I feel like that feeling that you get after you graduate and suddenly all your friends are gone and you just don't see them anymore and your life is changing so much faster than you think and in the blink of an eye, you're 25 And you're like, my life is different now and it's good, but gosh, I miss that little neighborhood that I used to live in. I miss hanging out with all my friends. I miss playing night games and playing video games and having sleepovers. And like, now I'm going to cry talking about it (laughs) because I feel like that feeling was so visceral and they just did it within five minutes of the show. They give you, Yeah. yeah, no warning and not really a wind down afterwards. It's just like, in the blink of an eye, you're grown up, and all of your high school memories are suddenly just memories, and all of your friends are gone, and you're an adult, and life is hard. And I was like, hey, wait, that's what happened to me. Please don't do this again. Yeah, it was, they, I mean, they encapsulate, they just completely captured that blink of an eye feeling, right? They did a great job with that, so kudos, I guess, but at the same time, it I felt Yeah, attacked. I felt attacked. (laughs) I felt... Because I had such a happy childhood. I don't 
ever really wish to go back to being a teenager where I was really, you know, vulnerable and figuring so many things out necessarily. But at the same time, I had such a, I don't know, yeah, I had such a good, happy childhood the way these kids did, you know, where it's like, yeah, tough stuff happened. But um, I also feel so fortunate because like I had family and friends around me. And it it was really, really jarring to the day after I graduated high school, my, um, my best friend at the time, literally the next day, he stayed up with me all night. And the next day, he and his sister and his sister's two kids moved to Las Vegas. And so I went from seeing my best friend every day to graduating high school and all of a sudden, like, my best friend was gone, and I felt really aimless. Like, I was not the kid that college prepped. I was very much Dioxan, where I was oh like, yeah, God, I just didn't... Yeah. I did not have my shit together, so I, like, took my first semester. I didn't... I did not immediately go to college. I had a semester off where I just sat around and didn't know... My parents hated it. I was also, like, Jungbong. <laughs> they did not... Love that phase of my life. It didn't go on for as long as Jung Bong's did. But anyway, that's all to say, they encapsulated that so perfectly, but at the same time, it just hurt. Like, it really hurt. And I felt, like you said, I didn't really know what to do with myself when all of a sudden there was like 15, 10, 15 minutes of episode 17 where all of a sudden stuff I did not expect to happen was happening in this big time jump. And nothing felt resolved, and everything felt so up in the air, and everything got really sad right before the time jump. No one stayed together except for, um, shoot, now I can't, Sunyoung and Musung? Oh, Is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. Those are like the only two who made it yeah. work, right? Everyone else's relationships immediately fell apart. And then, yeah, years passed, and it was just so, it was jarring. It was really jarring. Yeah, and painful. Very yeah. painful. Uh, <laughs> good, I'm glad you agreed. I'm glad you were also in pain. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you were in pain, but I'm glad that I wasn't alone in that. I was like, am I overreacting to this? Am I, be am I overthinking, like, how this felt? But, I, yeah, it was feeling more than thinking. It was just this sadness that I couldn't really place and felt, I don't, yeah, like that moment where you try and explain K-dramas to your friends and family, and you're like, this hurt my feelings, this hurts so bad to watch, and they're just like, I don't really get it, it's just a show, <laughs> why do you feel sad? And I was doing that to myself, being very like, you shouldn't be sad over TV. Yeah, and, uh, I Raquel did that said, too. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is because it it touched on like a really vulnerable thing, which is the moment you grow up and you described it way better than I did, where all of a sudden you blink and you're 25 and you miss your friends and then you blink again and you're 30 and you miss your friends from when you were 25. Yeah. And it's just starting to go so fast and it's tough. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they, they leave you at the end of the it. episode with the parents who I think throughout this show, they sit you very well in between the kids and the parents, where they're like, you're not the kids anymore. You're probably a little bit older than them. 
but maybe you're not quite at the parents' age yet either. I guess this is just like my experience with the show. It's very much like I can relate to both of these groups. I'm not quite young enough to be in the kids' group. I'm not quite old enough to be in the parents' group. But I can feel for both of them very well. And then suddenly the kids are gone and you're just left with the parents who they did a beautiful job showing that their lives are going on. They're not falling apart somehow just because all the kids are gone. But it's a lot slower. It's a different kind of show to see all these parents with their mostly empty homes just kind of living their lives. And we see Musan and Sun Young having this cute, happy relationship, and that's sweet. And we see Miran and her husband, Jung Bong's dad, don't know his name still. They're, get- <laughs> they're doing very well. They're getting even better. They're getting better every day, which I loved for yeah. them. And then you have Duck Son's parents who are falling apart. They seem to be like killing Duck Son's dad really slowly, and I hate that. I- hate that i hate that he's getting sick but they're like if he retires he'll die but if he doesn't retire he he'll might also die. die he'll very clearly <laughs> die if he doesn't retire and the mom's like but he has to keep working oh i hate it Ew, it's making me so uncomfortable yeah. also i just want the girls to tell their parents that they're freaking marrying neighborhood kids so that they're They'll ha- stop stressing about what to tell the new in-laws if the dad's already retired. It's like, don't even worry about that. It's literally your friends across the street. They don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot they're marrying into the same family now. Oh, Yeah. Weird. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I hate... Oh, that was the worst conversation. Where at least you can relate to Duck Sun's mom when she's talking to her friends And they're all talking about how easy it is to do anything for their kids, but it feels impossible to do nice stuff for their husbands. You're like, that's kind of funny. And for me, very relatable. Uh, I I got that. I got that. But then you see her actually look her husband in the eye and be like, you will not retire for the honor of our family. And it's like, oh, I get that that's a very real thing for a lot of people. And I still hate to watch it. It makes me very sad. Yeah, I I just want to sit down and explain, like, think about if those in-laws were your friends, would you still be ashamed? And then it's like, and then they are, they are your friends, so you don't even have to think about it, you just, the the in-laws are your friends. They don't matter, the in-laws don't matter, your husband is clearly getting sicker and sicker and wants to retire, so screw the in-laws, this is about the person right in front of you asking for help, and you say no. Wouldn't you want, what if we put our preference at, if we're still more worried about what the in-laws would say, what if we put our preference at having a husband to introduce to the in-laws? Yeah. (laughs) Because at this rate, you won't, unfortunately. So, yeah, don't, stop messing with Duck Son's dad. It's very personal right now. Yeah. Devastating. It's making me nervous, and I hate it. But yeah, you left... At the end of episode 17, going back just with the parents, and it feels weird and unsettled, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it. It makes me unhappy. Yeah. And it, yeah, seeing the parents' perspective of the 
kids always wanting to be with their friends now when they come home also really hit home because I think I do that to my parents when I go oh home and God. visit. My mom calls me and out on that every time. <laughs> Good for your mom. I think my parents just bite the bullet and they're like freaking Miran and Jung Hwan's dad. <laughs> 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 and they're like, yeah, we'd love to see him, but I guess we won't. Oh, but I don't know. It's hard. Maybe it's harder, especially because I live so far away. Where I'm like, everything when I come home has to be scheduled. I'm only home for one month. Everyone gets a certain amount of time. So my mom guilt tripping me about being like, but I should get more time because I'm your mom is like, I know that that's fair in your mind. And reasonably, <laughs> I should agree. But it doesn't feel right to be like, sorry, you can't see other people, even though you flew freaking 30 hours to get here, because I want to see you the most. Like, oh, <laughs> now I feel bad saying it, say, like calling my mom out, because I feel for moms so much. But also, I want to see my friends. It's hard. It's hard living it's so tough. far away. I also feel like I have the advantage, because typically you stay with Jason's parents when you um when you visit the states and I literally have to just walk across the street to see you when you do so all I have to do is be like hey I'm available anytime if you have 15 minutes I'll take it if you have an hour I'll take it like I literally just make myself available and then I'm like just let me know just let me know versus your mom lives like 45 minutes away from them. And that's a tougher trip where it's like you, that time actually does legitimately have to be scheduled for both of your sanity because either she has to drive 45 minutes or you have to drive 45 minutes. Um, yeah, it's so. a lot tougher. I get where she's coming <laughs> from, but yeah. Like you said, it's good for her to speak up for herself. It's just hard being the kid and being like, I want to hang out with my friends, though. Yeah. I miss them, too. I yeah. miss everyone. Okay. I have kind of reached the point where I only go to Cedar City. Oh, shoot. I don't know if we've ever said our hometown on the podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome home. You can home. bleep that. <laughs> yeah. You can I'm bleep really that if fine. you don't. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. It's probably fine. Um, But yeah, I only go to to Cedar City when um, you're in town at this point, which is not great, but it's just, I miss my parents. I get really, really, really homesick for my parents, but the rest of that place is like, it's such a beautiful little town and there are so many good things about it, but sometimes it's hard to go to your hometown. Sometimes it's just tough. Especially when nobody's there. Yeah. Your small hometown with lots of small hometown minds and nobody really is there anymore. But like when you guys are there, then you guys and my parents are there. So there and my grandma, my cousins, um, the pits. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Same. Yep. It's super easy for me to yeah also <laughs> be like I have to come home every year because my whole family is there, and then Raquel will come to visit. So like everybody will be there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This. These episodes did make me feel a lot guiltier about moving so far away from home. Or just like when I did it, when I moved to Japan, I didn't really think about it. I was just young. I think we didn't even mention 
in the last episode when Bora moves out and she's watching her dad in the rearview mirror, I kept thinking about the first time I moved out and I didn't even tell my dad I was moving out. <laughs> like he helped me pack the car and he just thought I was going to stay at Jason's for like a day oh. or two, which I'd done before. And then I just didn't come back for like three weeks. And he was like, oh, was that like you moving? And it's taken me years to like know how that feels as a parent, what, like seeing your kid move out and just not having known that, not telling him that's what was happening. Idiot. I feel so guilty. That's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. I will say I fought with my mom the night before I moved out for the first time. I've moved back in a couple times. It's <laughs> <laughs> it really... Uh, it, I'm very much a millennial in that sense. Um, but I, uh, the, I fought with my mom the first time I moved out. And, um, I, I think I was like mid packing. I wasn't like, no one was in a good mood. And then like, uh, something happened. I don't know what, but something came up and there was like, it wasn't like a huge fight. It wasn't like, cause me and my mom don't do like huge fights, but it was bigger than most of our fights. And, and now we don't really ever fight uh, because we're adults. But like, I was a, <laughs> I was a nineteen year old, so I was a lot more frustrating at the time and frustrated all the time. Anyway, uh, I remember, yeah, like I just kind of packed the car by myself and left because oh, it was no. a weird vibe. It was a bad vibe. Now, subsequent move outs have been devastating, have been like me, like red faced crying because I already know how much I'm going to miss my mom and uh, my dad and like how tough it is to leave them knowing that I'm going to have to miss them. Like knowing what it feels like every subsequent move has been worse and worse. I remember when I moved to Albuquerque, it was that it was also kind of spur of the moment. And I like had been visiting and then I was like, I think I need to just move here. Uh, so I can start applying for jobs and like have like, like and live in the town with my significant other. And uh, my dad brought my stuff to me. He's the best. And he like, put a bunch of stuff in a trailer and brought it out to me. And um, he came for my birthday. He dropped, like, he came during my birthday to bring me all of my things. And, um, we had, like, a great time on my birthday. He stayed for a couple days. And, like, I'm, I still get teary when I think about when he drove away. It, like, kills me. It's, I've lived here for, like, three years now. And it still, like, kills me, um, to think about, I don't know, just, like, that feeling in the moment of knowing you're about to miss someone. I cry pretty much every time I say goodbye to Jason and Emily because I know that I have to go through some amount of time of missing them. And it's really hard every time. Yeah. Being an adult is really hard. <laughs> Being an adult is really hard. And this show just took all of our friends away and made us sad and made us think <laughs> about all the goodbyes we've had to do. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh. So, yeah. Episode 17 was weird and hard. And then episode 18 was a totally different show where I guess we're all just 25 now and vibing. <laughs> and that's cool. They're all and doing the well. it's the 90s. We it's all have 90s. pagers. Oh, the stylists for this show popped off. Yeah. They knew they, what they, they were doing. They have done 
the best job every moment of the way. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, we get to see them. I had to look up what Dong Nyong and Duck Sun went to do after graduation because they say Sun Wu went to med school and we see him doing that. Five years later, we see Jung Hwan become a fighter pilot which his every scene with Jung Bong talking about that, oh my god, wrecked me. I was bawling. Oh, so Those good. brothers are so sweet. <laughs> Those brothers. Obviously, Take went on to keep doing what he was doing, being a badass in Baduk. And it said that Dong Nyong and Duck Sun went on to Hansing Academy. I didn't know what that was. It says it's an academy for people who have to retake the college entrance exam. So they basically mm-hmm. kind of repeated their senior year, as far as I understand it, at an academy level, and then retook the equivalent of the SATs again. So we get the five-year time jump. We don't have to sit through all of that. Dong Young works at his brother's restaurant, which I love that little tiny clip of his brother who laughs exactly like Dong Young. Yeah, Such I a loved good that touch. too. And their dad has the same laugh. Did you notice that when um the dads were together talking about their dreams or or whatever? And or no, no, no. It was when um Dong Young's dad was talking to Duk Son. And oh, yes. uh, she was like, what are you doing? And then, like, they don't show it at first, and then they show it in a flashback where he's like, I'm just kidding, my youngest son wants some bananas. Ha huh? And he does, like, the laugh. What? I didn't <laughs> catch that. Oh. oh, that's such good acting. That's so good that they said, like, this is a defining characteristic of this kid, but he didn't get it from nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family does it. The whole freaking family. And he just goes and works for his brother. And we see Duck Sun become a flight attendant. Like, she figured something that's out. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's a really great job as far as um, looking back at just little moments that aren't defining characteristics of a flight attendant. But with her not knowing what she wants to do and then having those moments... Like, um, when she was part of the Olympics, and that's very international. And then when she got to go to a Baduk tournament with Take, and she was so excited to travel. And and then, yeah, being a flight attendant, there's some level of caretaking there, you know, customer service. Like, she's got a great personality. And so, like, all of these little things that maybe aren't specific, like, oh, you should be a flight attendant, but just <laughs> yeah. kind of lend themselves to her ending up in that career, I think is really great. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, that totally, like all of the skills that she already had will make her a better flight attendant. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I I liked that. I think in my mind it was as simple as being the last ploy to be like, is it her and Jung Hwan that get together? Because... They're both into planes, right? And being like, yeah. oh god, get off of this, please. And then they shatter your heart. They just shatter it into a million pieces. And then we're done. Yeah. We're free from the ship. Um, I do, I want to talk about how, like, I do feel like on some level, 
Jung Hwan was done dirty in that I got I was really sad for him. I was oh really, God, really I sad was for really him. Really sad for him. Even having for the most part for like there early on I was I I was a big ship for Jung Hwan and Dixon. Not as much later on. And I like that actually they used the reasons that I wasn't as much into their relationship later on as his, like, he directly cited them. Yes! That, like, as the reason he knows that he, lost, he wasn't- He doesn't deserve her. Yeah. And I loved that. I yes. loved- It was so satisfying that even through the heartbreak, because you want him to be happy, and he was- in those last moments, he was like, this is it, I'm doing it, I'm trying. And there is some level of, you kind of root for him. Yes. Like, you're gonna make it, and you're doing the right thing, and you're gonna be there for her. But at the end of the day, I loved that at first he was like, it's all just because of those lights. If I hadn't hit those lights, and then there's that, it goes back to his monologue where he's like, except I know it's not. Because yes. there were a million moments throughout like all of these years that I had opportunities over and over again and I hesitated every single time I I was I you know could like I could say I more than I can count there were times that I could have made this happen or at least told her how I felt regard you know like you can't say like I could have made this happen because it's up to her as well but there was a time when she also was trying to reciprocate and that's all of a sudden when all of these little hesitations built up where he was holding himself back over and over and over again from showing her any vulnerability or like any feelings. And I just love that because it's so satisfying in a heartbreaking way, but in a way where, um, it feels real, it feels real, right? It feels like, <sighs> I oh I feel like I'm doing the worst job no, of explaining you're doing a good it. Job. Cause it feels like he's gonna be okay. It yeah. doesn't feel like he'll linger on this forever and blame fate and blame the red lights and blame some other force out there for not getting the girl for him walking away without his first love. It's like, no, he'll be okay because he understands what happened and what led to him not being with her and that it was in his control for the most part it was within his control to yeah at least tell her and if he wants a successful relationship in the future he'll have to do something very different and knowing that he knows that feels like okay he's gonna be okay he's gonna find love he's gonna do a better job the second time around it's just heartbreaking to spend this much time in this guy's head seeing how much he loves her and having to walk away from that. Like, I think that's a big theme in dramas is how precious a person's first love is. And I I think Jason, my husband, is my first love. Like, I've had a few boyfriends before Jason. I don't think I can say I loved them. It definitely didn't feel as precious as what they describe in K-dramas. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm incredibly lucky in that I can't even imagine having to leave your first actual love. And they depict that pain very well in a lot of K-dramas, including this one. Yeah. Yeah, they did such a good job with it. And... 
I think the only moment that I, I'm glad that he took an opportunity to like get all of the moments that he left her off of his chest. I hate I okay, I didn't hate it. I was pretty uncomfortable with the scene where he told like, her proposes? how he felt. Yeah. And then said like, ah, gotcha. That bugged me so bad. I know that that was kind of supposed to be his moment of catharsis to finally say, like, I, this is how I feel. And maybe that, maybe I almost got the feeling that we were supposed to, you know, understand that Jackson gets it, right? She, she knew that it wasn't a joke because he cited some moments that she was there for that maybe the boys who were like, oh, I thought you were serious. Um, you know, that they weren't there for. So they could just kind of be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that was weird how you made up all of that stuff. Um, whereas she was like, it's not made up, right? Like the concert wasn't made up. All of these moments happened. I Like he brought me an umbrella when I stayed out late studying one night or whatever. Like she was there for all of those moments. So I like to think she knew it was genuine, but he had to back out of it because he, like, I don't know. You couldn't put her on the but, spot like that when she's waiting for Take to walk in the door. That's yep. fair. But at the same time, it's just so frustrating that, yeah, he, if she didn't understand that, like, maybe alternative and equally likely alternative, she also thought he was joking. That's such a weird thing to do to your friend, right? To be like, I've always been in love with you. Um, like right after she starts a relationship with your other friend. <laughs> but yeah, are they even in a relationship at that point? I think. I don't know. I assume. <laughs> yeah. There's something more there, or like they maybe talked after the concert and that's mm. what that was. I don't know though, because, and that, that's a little bit dissatisfying too, how they made the big reveal. Just like him showing up and not the big reveal, someone telling her their feel like take or Jung Hwan finally saying like I actually have feelings for you. I don't know. I I was a little dissatisfied with the big reveal in that like I'm I'm hyped it's take. It's just that there's so much more to it that like <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. It just didn't feel climactic, really, the actual like getting together because they were so focused on the climax of finding out who it was that I think we lost a little bit in the climax of it actually being like a romantic thing. Yes. I totally stand by. I wish they just had cut all of the 2015 scenes. I just don't think that needed to be a part of the show at all. And in some ways it might've detracted from the scenes we got in the eighties and nineties and yeah, I think to your point, that fake proposal that Jung Hwan did felt kind of like a slap in the face for the people who were totally on Jung Hwan's ship, which is me specifically. <laughs> I wanted him to get the girl. I wanted him to be honest with himself and with her and just have one moment where he actually says how he feels. And maybe it was too late. Maybe it just puts her on the spot and makes her uncomfortable. But I just feel like rooting for them so hard for so many episodes, we deserved more than just him saying, here's my confession, I'm putting it all on the table, and then immediately saying, just kidding, that was a joke, this was all a joke. 
It's like, we were rooting for you. We wanted you to do something like this the whole time and you finally give it to us. And then, yeah, it's just another push and pull with Duck Sun where it's example 200 of you saying, I like you and then taking it right back, which you've done the entire series. And we just wanted you to be better than that for one moment. And you could Yeah. It was consistent. It was character consistency, but it's frustrating when you want someone to... You like a character and you want them to be dynamic and grow with the story, and then they kind of just pull the same old shit. Yes! Give us a better... You've got two more episodes. Give us a better Jonghwan. Give us a better ending for this man who we all still absolutely love. Yeah. And make him good again. Redeem him. Yeah, I think... I just really want Jung Hwan to have a really happy ending, whatever it is. I want it to be just like, I want him to have a lot of joy because I think it's hard when loving a character and then watching him not get the girl. This is one of the hardest love triangles I've ever seen in that there isn't a secondary male lead here. There isn't like a, well, here's the female lead and the male lead and then the secondary male lead who's there to just kind of add conflict to the relationship. It is fully like these two boys are good boys on equal ground as far as the storyline goes. And you love them both. And so I think that, I don't know, I just think it's so fair to ask the writers for a really, really happy ending for like the dream, the all of the other dreams to come true for the character who didn't get the girl, because otherwise it's just too. I, it, maybe it's not realistic, but it's just too hard to consider that Jung Hwan might not only not or like not only kind of not kind of fully missed out on the opportunity to at least genuinely tell his first love how he feels at the at the very least, if not missed out on you know being with with his first love, but then to just have him kind of have a a mid ending to his story would be really tough. Yes. Cause I think to your point, it doesn't even feel like a love triangle. Sometimes it feels like five characters who you are rooting for their happiness equally. Like you said, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like here's the female lead. Here's the male lead. And then there's other characters. It's like, no, there's five characters and we want all of them to be very, very happy by the end. So what are you doing? Giving Jonghwan just this like sad fake proposal. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, two of the characters who have happiness that's in direct conflict with each other where it's like the thing that will make me happy will make you unhappy um that's so tough (laughs) they've done it they've done us real dirty here i'm gonna i've gotta say they've made an excellent story but they've really found a way to set up a lose-lose situation (laughs) it doesn't feel win-win right now and i am team take i was rooting for take yes but um, can we talk for just a minute about the thing that we've talked about, our gripe through this whole show, is either the future husband is Jung Hwan or the future husband is a version of one of the other guys and he just sucks? I, I felt bad about that. I was like, oh, it's take. It was take the whole time. I feel so... Maybe I was too mean. Maybe I was too mean and I went back and I watched every scene that had the husband in it again to be And it was like, Jung Hwan. <laughs> was he me? There's okay, I will say episode two 
at the end of his scene, he says, I'm going to go out for a smoke. And knowing by the end of the show that there's only one guy who smokes was like, oh, that's good. That's clever. Oh, the goddess. That's actually interesting. I would not have thought of that. It's very good. It's a very good little wink. Huh. Um, but there was another scene. I wrote down a lot of notes on this because I had so many feelings. <laughs> I couldn't write down every line he said because he actually said a lot more than I recalled. But some of the more important ones were, I'm going out for a smoke. That felt like a little bit of a tell that obviously Take wasn't smoking episode freaking one, so we wouldn't know. But now that you know, you know. Um, Another one was, there was a difference in translation on, I think, episode eight, where they're talking, they're looking at the photos of mm. Jung Hwan and Duck Sun together, and she's like, Oh, this must be when he first fell in love with me. I was so pretty back then. Aren't I pretty now? And, oh, that one he just says, do you need a mirror? Like, why? I feel like any one of the three boys could have just said, you're pretty. And it yeah. wouldn't have been like, oh, I know which one that is. Like, right. why can't she just have a nice husband who likes her? Is that too much to ask? Um, yeah. They really played but, into that, like, everybody loves Raymond, the... The couple just kind of hates each other low-key a little bit. Yes! Why? But um, the one that... I was reading the wrong note. The one that it changed the translation was the other picture with her and Take, where she's like, when was this taken? And he says, January 1989. And she's like, oh, you remember everything about me. You must be so in love with me. And in the Netflix version, he says, do you need reading glasses already? And in the Vicky version, he says, are you senile? Oh, that's so much more me. Like, that's, that's so much rough. meaner, right? Because I, I'm watching the Netflix version, and so I just got the do you need reading glasses uh, version of it. So I was just like, I, I still thought it was a very Jung Hwang thing. I did not think that was in character for Take to be just like straight up dismissive or be like, like it feels way more in character for Take to just kind of point out like, it's written right here. Yes, right? <laughs> to just say it's written on the picture would be, I feel like, much more mysterious. Much more like, <laughs> that could have been anyone. But no, he has to be mean and sassy about it, which, yeah, feels very in character for Jung Hwan. But one version of the translation is a lot more cruel than the other one. Significantly more cruel. Which, yeah, seemed interesting. The Vicky version is the one I got, so I was like, no, he's, like, really mean to her in like, my this memory. this bad relationship. <laughs> yes! But for some reason, I was using the Netflix version when I went back to rewatch these clips, and I was like, okay, he wasn't quite as vicious in that version. But still, I think they did him really dirty with with being like he's not a neutral character he's not like a guy who just likes his wife and is in somewhat of a neutral but happy marriage they're just like no these two bicker and fight and they're kind of mean to each other and like that's a marriage that's what some people have it's fine it's not like it doesn't mean they're unhappy but it's definitely felt more jung hwan and duck sun 
than yeah. anyone else and Duxun. Yeah, it felt like because I mean Duxun would get kind of spicy with Take from time to time, but overall she was she was very sweet with him and he was very sweet with her. On standard, you almost never get Take being spicy. At least up until they're twenty five, he was starting to get a little bit more spicy. Where he, like they were all teasing her about her dates and stuff, and he was joining in in a way he didn't when they were younger. That's fair. So I guess there's that, but even that kind of felt like I didn't like it. I didn't like who Take became yeah. when he was older <laughs> necessarily. I kind of struggled with it. I struggled because Take kind of did the same thing that I I was mad at Jung Hwan for doing, which was instead of giving Duck Sun any agency in the situation and just owning up to how he feels, he just decided to you know, string her along, tell her not to make plans, he's gonna do this big tell her how he feels. And it's that same thing. And I thought maybe I was making it into more than it was until Duke's son actually acknowledged. She was like, it's just weird. I feel like I'm being so jerked around. I don't remember exactly how she said it, yeah. but she she acknowledges the feelings of feeling like she has all of these moments where she thinks, oh, this is what this is. And it is. It absolutely, like, they're all gaslighting her. <laughs> where yeah. they have all of this buildup. And then at the very last moment, they just, like, jerk the freaking tablecloth out from under her. And she's left being, wondering what just fucking happened. And yeah. so I was really frustrated that Take did the exact same thing Jung Hwan had been doing to her. All because the other friend had feelings, giving Duxun absolutely no agency in this situation, or resolution, or communication, or anything. And they they both did her real dirty with that. And then, uh, and then yeah, like, he kind of grows up to be kind of more of a jerk to her in their 20s and stuff. And so I will say, I'm still Team Take. I'm glad it's Take. I was really rooting for Take from a long time. Um, but we had kind of reached a point where I, I wanted it to be Jung Hwan just because it doesn't, it was making less and less sense for take as time went on. Where I was like, I just yeah. don't know. I, like, I don't know if I want this, if take is who he is, I guess now as an adult and not who he was when he was younger. And they did, I will say they did a really cute job of the reveal where she's, doing an interview in like a coffee shop and she kind of explains like wow this is a lot of interviews for my very famous husband and you're like oh that's cute that makes more sense as to like the story of why we're seeing this in 2015 like I still am not crazy about it I am totally fine with her being like I'm just reading my diary like it doesn't need to be a whole thing I don't need any scenes from 2015 but the reveal was cute. They did a good job. And he comes to meet her in the cafe. And they have like a cute moment together where she's like, would you do this chore for me? And he's like, it's already done. That's very sweet. And then he's like, I'm going to go to the comic book store. And she's like, don't you go to that comic book store. And he's like, I'm going that. to the comic book store. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? You'd ruined it. Yeah, I hated that because it was so like, oh, you embarrass me because you like what you like. And then it was like, yeah, I like what I like. And I'm going to keep liking. And then like looking at the camera and feeling like really weird and called out. It was so naggy and weird and I hated yes! it. 
I hated it. It wasn't the cute naggy that she would always nag him around their friends and nag all yeah. of them equally about like, don't read those comic books. That's not good for you. I, I don't know. My inference was that it was like dirty comics, which is then kind of funny and obvious that she would be the one to say like, don't read that stuff. But <laughs> when it's just a husband and wife, it yeah felt a lot more tense, a lot more frustrating and took away from the cuteness that they had started to build into the scene with him being like, the chores are already done, the house is taken care of. And you even get that moment where he's alone for just a few seconds in the coffee shop and he's totally like his dad, Musung. He's just like this awkward <laughs> dude. Like, oh, it's take, it's take, it's finally him. And then they just blast him. And they're like, no, this couple's very aggressive towards each other. They're very like naggy and kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. Why? For what? For what reason? Yeah, I was bummed about that one. I don't know. I just feel like they made it such a great relationship. And then, uh, I don't know. I love this show. I still stand by that they can do no wrong. I'm just frustrated with how it's all kind of rolled out a little bit. Yeah. At least on that front. The rest is great, and I'm enjoying it. it I just, I was so, they got me so invested in the romance, and then the romance has kind of been a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, yeah. That feels like too strong of a word, but it's it's not what I built it up to be in my mind, and what I feel like they were helping to build it up to be. But I feel like they could have played it more neutral, more more of a happy marriage, and it would have still been a mystery. The mystery that they wanted above all else, but could have had a healthy relationship. But instead, they're like, no, no healthy relationships in this show. <laughs> he and calls her senile, and she calls him out for doing the things he enjoys doing. <laughs> it's all good fun, guys. Isn't that what relationships are? Ain't that Woo. just marriage? <laughs> no. Stop, reply. That in the time jump. Why do we need a five-year time jump? You're just making me sad. You're just making me sad. You're hitting me right in my most sensitive feelings. Okay. The loss of childhood? You think I can just deal with that in a little 15-minute <laughs> segment? Are you kidding you me? Think, you think I'm capable of that? You have overestimated me. You have overestimated how much therapy I've had. It is not enough, my dudes. And uh, we're dealing with some buried feelings. Yeah. Um, I know we've gone really long. I feel like we should do <laughs> rapid fire, like, commenting for the rest of it. Like, how Maggie, sh like, breaks up with Jungbong and then shows up in a chat room. That's wild. Yeah. That was I absolutely it, wild. Though. It felt very in line with their, like, these two are just fated to be kind of storyline. Yeah. They committed to the bit. Yeah. I was really grateful for how, what a relief it was that the time jump did them more favors than anyone with how I felt about their relationship. Because that time jump, as, as hurt as I was over that time jump, it made their relationship one million times better because now they are the ages that I feel comfortable with for them to begin dating. Them and Sunwoo and Bora, not necessarily yep. for the ages thing, but definitely for the maturity thing of like yes. they needed to do their own things for a while and figure out who they wanted to be as adults. 
and they had the time and space to do that. And now they can all be yeah. back together. It's good. Yeah, I really liked the time jump for those two relationships specifically. Yeah, the rest was painful. Jinja growing up and becoming um, really, really bossy. Like, we love a girl who's assertive, but she is up in everyone's business. I guess it makes <laughs> sense. Everyone has been up in her business since she was like a baby. Everyone's like, she she was the baby baby. It makes sense. Um, I also hate when people call little girls and women bossy, so I immediately take that back. I it's assertiveness. We'll give it to her. It, she was just like really mean to um, Sun Woo. And for some reason, I wanted her to not be. I wanted him to still be her favorite person. That's fair. That, yeah, that kind of broke my heart. Yeah. Her relationship with her stepdad is really sweet, though. So, <gasps> Oh, she just calls him daddy and my heart melts. <laughs> it's very good. So, They're yeah, best friends. I, I- I guess in that way, it's like, it's fine that she's getting a little distance from Sunwoo in that she didn't need him to be her dad anymore. She gets to have two brothers now and treat them like brothers and siblings aren't always nice. That's true. It felt like such a big age gap that maybe they would be nice because they'd be like her uncles almost, but... It's she's it's not good. having it. <laughs> yeah, she's like absolutely not. They're my brothers, and I'm going to roast the shit out of them at the breakfast table. <laughs> Call them and out why? on everything. <laughs> just for sleeping, just for being yeah. like you're never home, and when you are, you're sleeping. It's like, bro, they're working really hard on really <laughs> difficult lives. Yeah. But I guess go off. Yeah, you I'm team your feelings too. I'm team get some sleep, but yeah. <laughs> I've watched too many medical K-dramas to not be like, Sunu needs as much sleep as possible. Let this man sleep. Yeah, 100%. And then Tick just has never slept in his life. So any amount that he's able to sleep, I'm like, don't take that away from him. He he can only sleep if he takes like a fistful of sleeping pills at this point. Don't take that away from him. <laughs> <laughs> just let the boy sleep. All the parents going around watching their kids sleep. Oh my god. That is that precious. Oh, <laughs> such cute little moments. Oh, I, yeah, we had no Noel. I really liked Noel. He got a glow up. He was looking yeah. hot. Yeah. Noel in the 90s, looking good. Looking real fine. <laughs> As they would have said in the 90s. As they would have said in the 90s. Oh, yeah, he looked real good. We got barely anything from him in terms of what he's doing. It was all just like, he's singing, and that's it, and we love that for him. Yeah, he's living his dream, even though his mom tried really hard to just verbally abuse that one right out of him. (laughs) Oh, at least she's consistent. She's like, no, we... (laughs) We work in this family. We do day jobs and that's it. Okay? That's the plan. So don't change it, Noel. I get it. She worked hard being like, it's hard to be poor. I don't want you to also be poor. Do not do anything that could financially unstabilize you. Don't do it. Don't do anything risky. Keep it real, real on level. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I, before we finish our rapid fire, I feel like we have to mention the soccer scene where we can just, like, roll right past oh. Dong Yong. 
we don't have to talk about that even at all. But it's just part of the scene where the important part is that take bridal style carries Duck's son across the field. And like, forgive me for thinking that surviving off of coffee and sleeping pills would make it so that you couldn't even play soccer, let alone lift a full grown woman. But this man is like, it's called <laughs> acting. Um, I can pick her up and run full speed, no problem. And my heart I can outrun a security guard. <laughs> oh my god! Like, take yeah. me fully out of reality. I am in this moment. I love it. <laughs> I think what got me is it looked like with how they had the camera stabilizer and probably a green screen and maybe not a stabilizer at all, but just like take <laughs> the back of Take's head bouncing. <laughs> I, there was something so comical about it to me where it was just like, I can't take this seriously. Oh no! I want to, but I can't. I also was still stuck in the moment where Jung Hwan was the best friend ever to Dong uh, Dong Ryong, and fully the sweatpants touched him. And I was like, <laughs> "That's that's a good friend. That's a really good friend." <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. You were like, "This is my." My damsel in distress moment. I love Jung Hwan for that. And I was like, no. I'm here for the one they're selling, which is fully take. Yeah. Here we go. That it was it was really good. I think him being so frustrated about the whole thing also took me out of it, but he was just a twerp from pretty much the moment he decided not to admit his feelings until we found out that he was the one that showed up at the concert. He was just kind of a twerp. I know it's realistic and just like, I, I just wanted the K-drama moment. I don't want realism, I want K-drama moments where Take and Jung Hwan are left on the bench alone together, about to play soccer, and they just talk for two yes. seconds. Take says, Please. yes, I saw the picture in your wallet. Jung Hwan says, I saw the picture in your notebook. And even if there's not any more verbal acknowledgement than that, they each know, like, oh shit, we like the same girl. And yeah. we both know that the other one knows, and it's all out on the table, and we don't even have to ever acknowledge it again, but we have that one moment. And Tate just says no, and he freaking lies. And like they a both know your pants. <laughs> twerp. Freaking that twerp. Is a twerp move. <laughs> That's the uh, beginning of his villain arc. Yeah, why'd they do him like that? They really did him dirty in these last couple episodes. Yeah. I don't think I realized it until you said it, but why? Yeah, did him did them dirty is the theme of this episode, of this podcast <laughs> episode. Uh, now the challenge is to go back through and listen to this whole episode and take a shot every time we say, did him dirty. <laughs> Good luck. You... Drink water between. Yeah, drink responsibly, please. But yeah. also play the game. You're in it. <laughs> oh, why? Now I'm just rethinking of every moment between Take and Duck's son and overthinking everything. And I just want Take to be different. By the end, I want him to be not this Take. Yeah, I'm, I'm at this point just really, really hoping that they can give us some solid moments between the two of them that give the whole romance a bit more... Um, and the the whole romance and relationship a bit more of a K-drama romance quality. Not immensely so, obviously. I still want the amount- I love that they've made the show very realistic 
in so many ways, but just, I don't know, to make, to make me believe in their love again, because I really, they really sold me on it when they were doing such a good job of taking care of each other and being there for each other in those mid episodes. And, and I want to be sold on it again before the K drama ends, because right now I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> yeah, why did we get Bo Ra giving this beautiful speech to Sun Woo about there's a 1% of a 1% chance that it would have been you who comes on this date and I would have done anything for that. And you're like, oh, I root for you again. I didn't care yeah, about they you got before. Me. But I'm happy <laughs> you're together. And Doug Sun and Take get the concert moment where they just kind of stare at each other. And then he gives her his jacket and she's like, I'm not cold. And he's like, I'm hot. And that's it. That's that's what we get. That's all? All right. <laughs> Played against the backdrop of Jung Hwan's utter heartbreak. Yeah. His come apart. His shattering. And you're like, this Complete. isn't romance. Yeah, this is just sad. I'm just sad for everyone. I'm just really sad for everyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they wanted to give Jung Hwan an ending before they did more with the romance between Take and Duck Sun. And that's all the episodes 19 and 20 are going to be about. Here we go. Yeah, they better. Uh, that would make me feel really solid about it if all of we went through all of that to give Jung Hwan some closure. And then we move on. Next episode, we move on. It's going to be good. <laughs> We've got so much time. This was literally, it felt like a finale and they could have ended the show and I would have been kind of meh on this. Mm -hmm. But they're like, no, no, no. This is episode 18 of 20. We've got all the time in the world. It's going to be good. Yeah. We've got two more. I can't believe we're about to. We have to go watch the finale now. <laughs> How? How? My heart's not How ready. How are we supposed to leave this show? We just spent a good amount of time complaining about it, but I don't know how to leave <laughs> it behind either. It's one of the it it is top three probably. It's oh, so yeah, good. For sure. I would watch it again. I'm fine with the year of reply and just watching this show on repeat, especially now that we know like some of the biggest spoilers. <laughs> it's like, let's go back. Let's rewatch it. Back. Review it again. Review it again. Oh, yep. If you have the same or different feelings, anything at all, you can disagree. We'd love to hear it. Email us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and then we have our website where you can find our affiliate links, sign up for newsletters, find episodes, just, you know, some some good, good stuff over there at playonk.com. Yeah, we, uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash playonk, and that's the best way to support our little show and keep the lights on. Yeah, the other best way, and the freest way to support the show, is to, uh, let let everyone know that you like it. Give it a five-star review wherever you listen to us. Uh, five out of five, hopefully. If there's ten stars and you give us five, that would hurt. But, you know, do what's in your heart. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, rating, reviewing, and subscribing um, costs nothing but time, and it helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. You can sometimes find us on social medias like Instagram, we're at Play on K Podcast, Twitter, we're at Play on K, and TikTok, we're at Play on K underscore Emily. And give us a hey, we'll, we will see it whenever we log on to those apps, which is sometimes few and far between, but we absolutely love it when you say hi on there. Yeah, and is that all that we have? 
Is that all the things? I think so. Okay. I always forget if there's another step that I'm supposed to say. I'm very forgetful. But thanks for sticking around this long for all of our housekeeping. And join us next week for the final two episodes of Reply 1988. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye, 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 bye.